the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it, a new human race of orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves, and others. Humanity became meta-humanity. Technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world as global megacorporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts, and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called shadow runners. The year is 2102. Welcome to Fun City. This episode of Fun City contains descriptions of police violence and one murder. Previously on Fun City, the team follows an anti-police demonstration north to Bryant Park in the heart of Midtown's corporate enclaves. There, despite their squeaky clean reputation, Knight Errant traps the runners and several hundred demonstrators and begins placing them in buses and on two Evo Metro Health Medevac helicopters, one of which TK promptly explodes. With Viv's help, Lux gets a Metro Health Corps first responder uniform and stows away on the second copter, but upon seeing the incapacitated leader of the demonstration and finding his megaphone, phone, Lux is confronted with a choice. Go where the helicopter takes him or help the people in Bryant Park. Lux chooses the latter. Under Bryant Park, Lash, TK, and Viv attempt to escape two knight-errant guards giving chase in the tunnels connecting the shopping kiosks. TK splits a gas main and when one of the guards fires his gun it causes a second explosion detaching the tunnels and leaving them and the crew hanging on for dear life. And in TK's case, quickly plummeting towards the soaking rubble of raised Manhattan. We join the team now, Viv, having just been shot by the shorter of the two knight-errant guards who admitted to recognizing her from the Siege of the Chaz. Lash, holding on for dear life, Lux rallying his fellow citizens and TK in mid-air. Viv, roll reaction plus intuition to not get hit with a bullet just fired from this knight-errant agent's apparently contraband holdout revolver. And please roll reaction plus intuition at a detriment of two because you can't let go of where you you are really stuck in the spot that you are. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that was eight. So now rolling six. Oh, boy. Uh, in slow motion, she is yelling, You fool! <laughs> she got three hits. As you are looking at this gun leveling on the other side of a bunch of detritus pizza boxes and transponders from the DSNY, you hear in the distance, you're looking at this guy and down in this uh, decline that has happened in front of you, you hear the clatter of TK's hand, the grapple hand. Uh, You hear the sliding of his body against the metal floor of uh, these tunnels that have been detached from uh, the underside of Bryant Park after a huge explosion. Taylor, how well did the Knight Errant Guard roll? Starting pool was 12 dice. I subtracted two because he is dazed. But I did roll five hits. F. So, Jen, uh, your soak roll is eight. You're going to roll body plus armor and try to reduce eight damage. Oh, my God. Three hits. Wow. Viv, you take five damage. You take five physical damage. Yeah. Bam. That's going to give you a wound modifier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Viv, I'm also going to ask you to roll willpower and beat two 
to continue holding on to the ladder because you've just been shot. Oh, no. <laughs> no hits. Boy. Edge. Do you want to spend edge? Yes. <laughs> okay, we're going to spend an edge. And we got two hits. Oh, man, this is rough. Lash, you are looking at Viv. You hear yeah. the gun go off in this hallway. It fills. The, it's like uh, the explosion all over again. It's just deafening in this enclosed space. It's terrible. It's loud. Your ears ring afterwards. And you see the sort of puff of, you know, like blood and flesh uh, as it hits Viv's armor. And uh, you hear the impact. And you look and you see Viv's hand just start to slip as for a moment just mentally she like goes somewhere else and then her hand grips back on again and Viv you do not fall down the hallway that is a bent to raised New York 14 story drop in front of you you tighten your grip and you feel like you're good for another few minutes dangling from this ladder but you can't stay here all day it is taken aback because she was actually hit by something physical and it was a bullet. So she's angry, but <coughs> catching herself. As TK continues his slow motion descent to raised New York, we're just going to check really briefly up top with Lux in a disguise dressed as a Metro Health Corps first responder. Uh, what is Lux up to? He has just asked a bunch of people who are around him within earshot to get on the helicopter to weigh it down to stop it from taking off and some people have started to listen so and that that is continued you got one or two who were confused because you're wearing the uniform but you were speaking with conviction uh, they started to walk towards you they started beckoning other people and I think you got some people who like you know previously just like didn't know what to do they didn't know how to help and now someone's telling them so they're ready to do what they can what does Lux want to do next? Well, um, Lux has said his piece. Uh, he's waiting to see whether or not they're following him. And he starts heading into the helicopter if they appear to be doing so. Mike, are they coming? Or are they still in a kind of a, uh, maybe we'll go kind of a phase? Yeah, I think you've got, you know, maybe a dozen, a dozen and a half people who are making their way onto the cargo load of the helicopter. And they're like, okay, what are we, Are you, you're not actually a, a Metro healthcare person, are you? Or what's happening? Okay, uh, Lux, Lux explains, because he hears someone say this, I think. I am not one of them. Evo has begun their takeover, all right? Virtually everyone who's ever said the words that I'm about to say has been crazy. But they are turning every one of us into lab rats and experimenting with our minds. Get on the helicopter now. I'm going to ask you to roll persuasion, because, yeah, you're right. I think most people would be like, oh, this yeah. guy's a crackpot. Exactly. Six hits. Ow. So uh, one person who's covered in mud, it's this older guy who uh, is wearing a suit, but now it's its drenched. Uh, he's, like, sort of balding. Uh, he's got uh, this uh, sandy brown hair. And uh, he's like, what do you what do you mean by lab rats? What? What do you mean e Evo takeover? I don't have time to explain. They've just signed a contract. They're taking over the healthcare of the entire 
law enforcement, uh, criminal justice system, you name it. Anyone that they take in, they can put in a lab and start fucking with their brain. I just talked with someone today who is now a vegetable because of what they're doing, okay? They are doing it with no one's permission. They are doing it of their own free will. They are doing whatever they want with the minds of anyone they touch. Do not let this helicopter take off. Try to close these doors. Get in the cockpit, and Lux uh, starts heading towards kind of like one of the first vans in the row. He's trying to stop these people from leaving, so he's going to try to grab some people on the way to see if he could stop, like, the lead van. Because I know that, like, not only is the helicopter going to take off with people, but you also have people being filled into these vans. If there's any sort of particular van that might be in the front where others would at least have to go around or something like that. Sure, yeah. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say happens. This guy that you're saying this to, who was the one that stepped forward and was like, what are you talking about? You say this and he's like, okay. Like, he's definitely confused and he knows he doesn't know the whole story, but like, he believes you or he at least believes you enough that he's like, okay, 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 this is something we can do. And he says to you, I'm going to go and just get more people to stop this thing from taking off and to try to stop them from bringing more people on it. If you need us to do anything else, let me know. Hi, my name's Roddy. Hey, Roddy. I need 20 people right now. We have to stop a van. Uh, okay. Let's go get 20 people. And he starts following you out into the rain. It's probably, you're going to walk the length of Bryant Park to the closest uh, avenue, but you can be there in a minute or two after you uh, make your way through the crowd, assuming you make your way through. Yes. Um, along the way, uh, I'm trying to grab people to help and to follow me. Um, we kind of take a path, if possible, where we're avoiding the guys with the um, riot gear, and we are trying to uh, make our way towards like the lead van and the caravan. And Roddy is, like, picking up the cues as you are laying him down. He's talking to people who are cowering or hiding. He's picking people up and being like, come with me. We need help. Yes. What's TK feeling at the moment? <laughs> I don't think he's thinking very much. I think he's he knows he's fucked. He's also, like, he's dazed. He's confused. He's angry. He's he's not really thinking too hard. Head empty. Just plummet. Yeah. He's, he's thinking about the people he cares about in his life. But, like, it's all very distant. I think he's just listening to his heartbeat. And I think he hears like, you know, insofar as there is any cognizance of the outside world, it's like, he's really hot for a second, and then he's warm, and then he's like, really cool and it feels kind of damp, and he hears the distant clatter of the grapple hand, he hears the distant boom of a gun, he probably hears Viv shout something very obscene at this man, but it's just this big reverberant uh, drone of nothing. What is Lash doing? Almost the same moment as Lash sees TK's grapple arm grapple out and catch nothing. She also sees Viv get shot. And as she sees Viv getting shot, she can't stop the action that she already had started, which is, I have to check that if this is something I can do, is TK's grapple arm on the Matrix. So a cyber limb has a device rating of two. So that means that it can connect to TK's personal area network. But that ultimately is a question for Bijan about what he thinks TK would do. Like, would he have his grapple hand wirelessly connected to his network? I don't think so. I mean, just because, you know, I, I think TK's a tech guy and you know, or like a tech person. And all of the t- tech people I know are not people who 
have many devices, like the fewer devices you have connected to a network, the better kind of. And I think for it's fine if he's on the Matrix, but I think for his personal stuff, he's he's very much like there's no reason to put it on a network if you don't have to. Flash is basically finding out this information by like she is kind of partly in the Matrix, like trying to see like if she you know, can see TK's grapple arm and she notices she can't. And so when she can't see something on the matrix, she uses her meat body and she is wringing her legs around the last rung of the ladder and flinging her body out towards TK's rapidly descending grapple arm. I'm going to dangle off the ladder. Lash kind of has this, uh, whenever she's on something like a ladder, she, it looks somewhat like a, a bar that you would have at the gym, at the gymnast gym, because she is, she was a former gymnast. Um, so it's actually a very natural move for her to kind of swing her legs around a bottom bar and swing her body out. Off. You flip around in the air, grab onto the bottom rung of the ladder with your legs, and you're dangling there, reaching out, trying to get TK's hand as it rattles and clatters down this hallway. Roll gymnastics and get eight. Rolling gymnastics and getting eight. Okay. This is not easy. Mm. So she's rolling 12. She got five hits. Oh. But she might want to use edge. Do it! Wants to use edge. Come on, three. Two hits. Ugh, these rolls. I I have another edge, so I roll five and I need one. And I got one hit. Oh my god. You grab on. You are now shaking hands with TK at a great distance. You take a just a half of breath of like, that problem is solved. And then you see the line at the end of his hand go taut. TK has reached the end of the distance that he has with his grapple hand, and he is now swinging from the end of this hallway that has been detached from the underside of Bryant Park. You have to roll strength to hold on to his hand because you are the only thing now keeping him from falling, and you need to beat five. Wait, yes, Bijan. Uh, can it be a teamwork test? Uh, yeah, uh, you want TK to grasp onto... Lash as well. Yeah, I mean, TK, is, he's falling. He's dimly aware of the change in temperature around him and the change in humidity. He's just thinking about getting to the surface. He's, it's like he's, he's at that moment where you're, you're trying to surface from underwater. It's, he's at the moment where your face just breaks, like it's just breaking through the water. And you feel like, you're, like either you're dying or you're going to be saved. You don't know which one it is yet because you're not sure if you actually made it. And then the line snaps tight and he feels himself come up for air and he's swinging now you can feel distantly a, a giant orc hand grasping your grapple hand yeah and i think one of the one of our listeners can calculate the angular momentum and rotation uh of what happens but i think he's he's right now he's like stopped which means all of his downward motion is converted into angular motion which means he's swinging now and trying to retract himself back up but suddenly you feel a pinch on your right thigh. It is as if four pairs of human hands are grabbing you right under your right butt cheek. And you look down and you see Scuttlebug has grabbed onto your leg. And as you are looking down, you see that there is one of those like weird polymer part of its webbing that goes back 
to the gun that fired the scutterbug <gasps> at you because when you left the mouth of the tunnel, so did the tall knight errant peace agent. And now his weight Mm, fully oh. on your leg. He has shot the scutter bug at you, which has grabbed onto you, and now he is dangling 20 feet below his full weight on your body, and you're taut like a leak in a chain. Does he have a helmet on? Yeah, his helmet's still intact. Uh, TK looks down, and he feels himself stop, and he, he feels relief for a second, like a very distant sense of relief. Uh, and then he feels himself get dragged down just a bit more, and he looks down, he sees the scuttle bug, he remembers the pistol that he has, and in the dim light, he sees this guy below him. He sees the scuttlebug. He sees him hanging on. He pulls out the pistol and from his boot and starts firing at the guy's head. Back above ground, Lux, you're walking uh, with purpose, with Rowdy, through uh, the scrum of protesters, demonstrators, and knight-errant peace agents. Um, you hear the hum of knight-errant drones above you. You hear the distant sound of what sounds like heavy machinery. And as you leave the proximity of the helicopter, uh, that sound starts to dim, though not much, it's very loud. Uh, and you start to be able to hear the idle of the large white bulbous van that they've been loading people into for the last two hours or so. And uh, you, along the way, have gathered a group of 21 people who want to know what to do. Uh, like they're here to help between you and Roddy. You've managed to gather a group of folks who were either in individual scuffles uh, or were, you know, just didn't know how to help, didn't know what to do. Uh, and you're walking towards those vans and yeah, you're you're about to hit basically like a small line of knight errant guards that are uh, making a perimeter on the outside of Bryant Park. Uh, this would be the Northwestern edge. Lux goes up to a group of them and says, we gotta turn off the scuttlebugs. More of them are turning. They're attacking everyone in the helicopter. We can't take off. We can't take off, man. You have to turn off the scuttlebugs. When you run up to the night errant guys, you can see that some are already try, like fiddling with their guns to try and get it to stop. These being brand new features of the weapon, the newest module of the modular gun. Uh, not everybody's gone through the UI training yet. I think maybe they sent out a deck on how to turn these <laughs> off and no one opens the package on the email because it went out at Thursday and they have summer Fridays. <laughs> and so yeah. it's, they're not gonna see it till Monday and then you get it and you forget about it. No one wants uh. to look at the deck. And then there's an all hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. They'll probably cover it in the next huddle or the scrum, so you don't have to open the thing. How hard could it possibly fucking be? Well, it turns yes. out it's hard. And so you see like guys like jamming the little touchscreen of their gun, like hands to the side of their helmets, like trying to use voice commands to do it. We're trying, man, we're trying, all right? And you also see some success. So you do see some of the bugs like fall over, put their feet up in the air as if uh, like, just like a real insect when it dies. Okay, thank you, keep trying. And then he just takes off running. Lux feels like what he did there was just bought everyone just a little bit more time and allowed the people that were hiding and fleeing to be less scared because now you don't have mechanical bugs after you. And he uh, heads back to the group of people that he had gathered earlier and just says, we just got to get people out of the vans. And um, he just uh, tries to get as many as possible. He gets on his bullhorn and he says, don't let anybody leave in vans. 
you run uh, with a group of 20 some odd people up uh, up to the line of knight errant guards who are mm. standing making a perimeter between Bryant Park and the vans that they're putting into and you know I don't know if this is the same group of guys that you just interacted with but if it is even if it isn't they're going to be like uh, where do you think you're going and who are all of these people that are with you and I think they're going to be very confused about what this guy dressed like a Metro Health Corps first responder is doing with like a group of normies, civilians behind him uh, running up towards the escort vans that they've called. Roddy looks at Lux and he's like, what are we going to do? Are we going to just try to push through this line of people, this line of uh-huh. knight errant guards to like just get get on the buses and start pulling people off? Do you want to just, are we just going to red rover these guys? Mm-hmm. And Lux says, fuck, yes, we are. And he says, yeah, we're going to fucking red rover these guys. Get as many people as you can, and we have to hit one point. And he points at uh, one of the funny-looking ones, and he says, we're going to hit that point right now. And he starts running with these guys at one night errand. Yes, that's what he does. You start running uh, with your group of people towards the guys who are uh, looking at their gun UI, trying to figure out how to turn off the scutterbugs, completely unaware, and the lot of you just bowl them right over. It's like bowling. You knock over a group of, let's see, hold on. Do, do, do. Eight pins. You knock over eight of them. Uh, yes. Holy shit! I love and, it. That's a platoon. And they are just <laughs> trampled underneath this group of people that you've gathered. That's an entire LAPD deputy gang. <laughs> yes. And in front of you is uh, one of the fans that is, as far as you can tell at this moment, uh, unattended. Uh, some of the people that you are with are definitely taking this opportunity to pull the helmets off of some knight errant guards and just sock them right in the jaw. Perfect. Uh, some exactly of them are pulling some of their guns uh, out of their hands and trying to use them. And you can actually hear the guns shutting down as some other hand picks it up. Uh, they're also tethered directly to their suit so they can't be fully removed. What about batons? Do they have batons laying on the ground now because they've fallen? Uh, No, the batons are a part of their arm. Uh, You would have to have some pretty, pretty (sighs) severe machinery to remove that from them. But you have access to a van. You are directly in front of it. It's almost like a a school bus door, those accordion doors that open to both sides. Okay, uh, Lux uh, directs everyone to go and try to free people from this van. Uh, yeah, some people are still beating the shit out of some knight errant peace Perfect. agents, but everybody good, good. who's not doing that runs in. Back underground. TK, roll to hit. Knight errant guard hanging by a thread. Roll to dodge at a detriment of two. Three hits. Five hits. Ooh, damn. Uh, the bullets just ping off of that helmet. Uh, the Praetor Urbanus armor is not to be trifled with. You hammer on the uh, the trigger and connect, but nothing happens. You hear the whir of the augmented exoskeleton within the armor as it assists his muscles as he reaches up with one hand and then another and begins climbing. Uh, Polymer rope. Is the thing flammable? The scuttlebug juice? Certainly not. PK, roll strength to hold on to Lash's hand and to provide the teamwork half of this teamwork test. Oh, right. Oh, no. Uh, three hits. Ooh, Lash, nice. you can add three dice to your strength test. Now, I will say, I originally set this threshold at five. Yeah. That was before there was another man attached to TK. Oh, sure, sure, sure. 
the difficulty threshold of this is now eight again. But he's such a tiny little man. <laughs> he's canonically large. <laughs> okay, well, this is going to be impossible, but let's see what Shine Wolf will do for me. I'm rolling. <laughs> I got three hits. <laughs> Not even close. You feel TK's grapple hand start to slip from your own. For a second, you were sure you had, a, it felt like a locked grip, like you were in. And then suddenly, somehow, for some reason that you cannot see, you do not know why, TK just gets so much heavier, like more than twice as heavy, and you're straining and you're straining, but his hand is slipping out of yours. What's Viv doing? Viv is hanging above Lash, um, shuddering and shivering and glaring at the other knight errant officer. Yeah, Viv feels violated. Like, she has a bullet wedged in her shoulder and the blood is trickling down her right arm. It's going down the side of the ladder and it's going down Lash's leg. And continues and is it still kind of like sewery down there yeah i mean since the explosion so it's still raining up top which means uh, that you still get these little drips of rainwater uh, from the ceiling from the storm that's happening but since the gas explosion that happened yeah there's like a bunch of broken mains i think you probably still smell some gas there are uh, water pipes that are just gushing water everywhere. There's probably some sewage that is plopping out somewhere uh, in this knot of pipes that's down here, so doesn't smell great. And then 14 stories down, there's raised Manhattan at the bottom of the superstructure, which it's currently low tide, so you get just the scent of the rubble of an entire city having just been soaking in low tide uh, and also, you know, seawater for 100 years. Viv's blood is dripping down. She's shuddering and she looks down. She sees Lash dangling and trying to hold on to TK's hand and she loses her grip. So Viv points downward and the blood that is all falling downward is mixing with the sewage, the ambient air, and it travels down, down, down. Sorry, Lash, this might tickle a little bit and it trickles down the length of Lash's body. It trickles down, down the length of the grappling arm. And guess what materializes in the middle of the grappling arm? It's Pickle. <laughs> pickle! It's back. The pickle starts materializing in front of Lash. Is Pickle now red? Is, is it blood? Yeah, it's like blood red. Lash is looking at the back end of a three-meter-wide sea cucumber that is now mixed with Viv's blood and sewage and any liquid that is in the area. Ah! Lash, don't panic! Don't panic! It's just Pickle! Oh! Just trust me! Okay, okay! Pickle is moving down the length of Lash and continues to the grapple hand and down the Ugh. length of the grapple hand and it stops for a second and uh, it spews its guts. It's like a defense mechanism. It spews its guts to make room to engulf TK. And Viv yells down, trust me, just trust me. I trust you, what? what? Lash, let go of his hand. Uh, let go? Okay. Let go. And Lash lets go.
Listeners, hello. Mike here with a little message for the GMs of the crowd. That's right, players. You have stumbled into the secret den of GM secrets, so keep it to yourselves. First things first, did everyone get their checks from Hillary Clinton for continuing to encourage all your players to worship Satan? I know the payment processor has been messed up for a little while, so draw me a line. Let me know if you're still owed. But also, have you heard about Borrowbound? We all know prepping for environments as a GM can be a huge time investment, and we are all always looking for inspiration wherever we can get it, and Borrowbound is just that. This group of folks Folks makes fully realized TTRPG cities for you to just plop right into your campaigns. Huge, awesome looking detailed maps that you can use as structure for play, as writing or improv inspiration, and which you can of course rewrite on top of to suit your pre-existing stories. But that is not all. You need NPCs. They got them. Quest ideas? You betcha. Lore? You're a sucker for it. I know you are. They even make tunes, some of which you have been listening to in this very episode of Fun City, so you know that they're very good. It's the complete package. If you want to ground your story, set your scenes, channel the vibes at your table on Roll20, in Foundry, you name it, head to BurrowBound.com. That's B-O-R-O-U-G-H Bound.com. Spy the wares on offer, become a patron, and get access to all of these amazing gameplay goodies. Lash is holding on to TK, TK is holding on to Lash, Scutterbug is holding on to TK, a man is holding on to the end of the Scutterbug, and he's climbing up the webbing that is extruding from the Scutterbug. Uh, Lash is holding on as hard as she can, but her hand starts to slip uh, as this guy uh, attaches himself and swings from TK. Viv summons a spectral sea cucumber that slides its innards along Lash and the grapple arm line down the line. It pukes out its own guts and spins it's a bunch of uh, spectral sea cucumber food through the air. It passes by TK. It passes by this knight errant peace agent. Um, I don't know if it smells like anything. Maybe it does. Do you hear it? I think maybe splash in the water of Ray's New York below. It continues its sliding, leaving little bits of spectral goo along the line as Viv shouts, trust me, trust me, just let go of TK. Let go. Lash lets go. TK goes into free fall. TK, you a moment ago felt like you were finally attached. You were back. You were holding on to Lash. And then as this guy grabbed onto you, you started to feel the grip loosen. And now it's gone and you're free falling. There is a spectral sea cucumber just careening towards you through the air. TK tries to spin his body in midair because I think he's realized he's falling again. He's like, if I'm going, he's coming with me. He, he's, I think he's going to use elemental strike and try and punch this guy toward the ground and fall with him such that he lands on top of him and punches him to death and they both possibly die <laughs> at the bottom. He's like, fuck it. We ball, you know, it's, that's it. If he's got to go, he's... It's going to be good for one, at least. You are using the momentum of a deadly free fall to fire punch a man to death. Yes. If anybody could do a falcon punch, it was going to be TK. Going to try and punch this guy. He knows he's below him. He's just going to hope that the light from the fire helps him aim. Because this guy's going to hit the ground first, right? He's going to land on top of him. And if he survives, he's going to die. If he survives the fall, he's not going to make it. You're saying this is like TK's insurance policy. It's like if this guy survives the fall, TK is just going to punch him right in the head. Okay. 
TK, you see the sea cucumber and you think to yourself, well, shit, this one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to live or I'm going to die. And if I'm going to die, I'm not going to be the only one that dies. This fucking knight errant shithead is coming with me. So you turn around, maybe putting your faith in the sea cucumber, maybe just abandoning all hope. You ready a punch to try to pummel this guy into the ground and you just like, yeah, you burst into flames. Uh, it lights up the area around you and you just try to aim for this guy. Try to like you know, lock on, and then you feel uh, like this wet, fleshy, creeping form envelop your toes, and then your ankles, and then your calves, and it's just this gross, slimy, almost tube that's just like taking you in as you fall through the air until it covers up your eyes and you are inside a materialized sea cucumber spirit. And you feel, I mean, except for the fact that it's like squishy and kind of gross, it probably feels kind of like a hug, like a cursed kind of hug. It's quiet. It maybe smells a little bit like cooked fish because you were on fire a second ago, uh, but you don't dissipate the spirit. It has more more health than that. I mean, Viv slash Jen, you tell me what happens from this point. This is your your pet that is uh, that is helping. It looks like a bioluminescent sea cucumber now as it falls. Ooh, yes. With TK still lit up on the inside. Back above ground, Lux, uh, you have full access to this bus for the time being. A bunch of people rush into it, and you see kind of another version of what you saw inside the helicopter. There are uh, a lot of protesters in here, uh, some of whom are, you know, have their wits about them, some of which have uh, these, like, strange white uh, masks over their heads, uh, something that looks sort of like what the Night Errant Patrol are wearing, but more for uh, the people that they arrest. Um, and most people are restrained in these seats, and nobody looks particularly worried. Uh, they all look like people who are like, well, guess I'm probably gonna spend a night in jail. Uh, you know, that was a good protest, I guess. Lux says, listen to me, everyone. Nobody is going to jail. You are going to a medical experiment, okay? We need to get everyone out of all of these vans now. And he runs around to see if he can access the driver's side door of this van. You can get into the driver's pit through the inside where you already were. There's no, there's only one door in. And can I drive? Yes. The keys, uh, there's not yes. a key. It's like a um, wireless fob, and it's just uh, shoved into the dash. So, yeah, it's here. And, uh, yeah, you can turn it on with no problem. Okay. Uh, he starts yelling at people to get out um, and to go start uh, doing this with the rest of the vans. You sit in the van, and you see that the fob is there and that you can turn the electrical okay, yes. engine over and drive this thing. And behind you, all the people, the 20 people that you were with, uh, have uh, just, just going person by person, and they're trying their best to break open uh, what is restraining them. It's hard, but like you hear the sounds of breaking plastic. Uh, you see people struggling with things, just basically trying to remove everything that they can uh, from these basically like rows of seats. It almost looks like a commuter bus, but uh, it is something that has been repurposed to restrain people. They're like ripping out these pieces and getting people free and ushering them off of the bus and uh, most people get out and Roddy is one of the last people and he's like I'm gonna go do this again I'm gonna go to the next bus right like that's what we yes. should do yes uh, roll 2d20 12 and 9 uh, you have a group of now uh, like 40 some people uh, who are all working together to do this and Great. Roddy is leading most of them to uh, the next 
bus. But as he's doing this, you see the knight errant guards that you bowled over are now starting to get up and they're starting to push away the people that were beating on them. And they're looking at you and they're like, oh, they've seen what's happened. Uh, and you can see them looking at one another and they start to come towards you. Lux is going to try to play chicken with them. So Lux is driving at them. He's rolled his window down. He's got his megaphone and he goes, <laughs> and he starts riding at them and he's yelling at the other guys to be like, get in these vans, boys, let's get these boys riding around. <laughs> and, um, and he's just driving at figure eights. He's doing, you know, uh, circles, burnouts. He's just trying to freak these uh, guys out um, <laughs> uh, without any actual traffic collisions. But he is also encouraging the other people who are taking over vans to do the same as him. <laughs> oh my god, Bryant Park. <laughs> Full of delinquents. He's just like, let's get these doggies moving. Woo! A bunch of protesters jump out of the way and they're like, wait a minute, that is that guy that guy's on our side? Uh, and you see other people streaming out of the other buses and a bunch of the night errant guards jump out of the way. Yeah, they avoid the figure eight bulbous paddy wagon back underground. Viv! You see Lash fall back as the weight that she was holding up is now vanishing out into the void and the ether below the superstructure into the slime of low tide beneath. And you hear to your left the sort of a plasticine crunch of that armor, more of it's falling off him. And you it's the absolute telltale sound of a body in armor slumping to a wet ground. You know, that sort of half thwack, half slurp sound uh. that anybody makes falling into a half puddle. Uh, one of the things you never want to do. And you look over and the blood is coming very fast out of his head now. And one of his eyes is spinning wildly, unable to focus, his iris diaphragming open and shut, open and shut. But the other eye is looking at you straight on, like a shark's eye through the curtain of blood pouring down from his forehead. The gun in his hand is also now covered in blood and it's just slick and it just sort of falls out. He's gone to one knee, he's having trouble standing up. He says, I don't think I'm gonna make it out of here. Viv starts recording. Fuck me. Neither you, you're gonna pay for the chairs and you're gonna I'm gonna make you pay for today. And he pulls an explosive <gasps> from his utility pants. UPs. The tech the tech <laughs> pants. You can tell in his hand that like this is one of the modules that belongs on the guns they have, but it wasn't loaded on the gun. They probably don't go in with this loaded. Uh, but he had them on him, and he's got one in his hand, and he flips the back of it open, just like the top of a spray can. It's a sort of cylinder that just pops off, and there is a dull red button in there. He presses it, mm. and it just rolls out of his hand as he falls over face forward. Viv is clutching to the ladder. She's bleeding. She's in pain. She's just been shot. And now there's a fucking live explosive in her line of sight. So she casts catch type at an unattended explosive object. It rockets into your hands. It just flies through the air from the 12 feet away that it was rolling in mud and shit and blood and piss and rainwater and drinking water. And it just flaps into your hand. It smells terrible. It's covered in blood and it is definitely an explosive. Smells like hot plastic and it feels hot. It is getting hot rapidly. Viv screams as she throws it down the hallway. 
No! Back in the direction of the guy or towards TK? No, back in the direction of the guy. It sails down the hallway. It bounces off some vacuum brat dogs and it explodes. The explosion is not large enough to hurt you from the distance that you threw it. And the shrapnel is blocked by the boxes of supplies in the hallways, but it is enough to further dislodge the structure that you are on. The squeal of metal once again rings out as the part of the superstructure that you're on continues to fall. The hallway you're in is now vertical. You and Lash roll to hang on. Roll strength and beat two, because you just have to keep holding on to what you're already holding on to, but, you know, in the midst of even more destruction. Six hits. Okay, two hits. So as the explosive is first thrown, Lash is instinctually thinking, I need to get my hands on it and throw it. But before she can even make a movement, Viv the explosive shoots towards Viv's hand and she throws it. So as she's doing that, Lash kind of sits herself up, right? Because she's in her leg position. You're still dangling from your knees from the ladder. (laughs) She sits herself up, grabs an arm around the ladder and grabs onto Viv as the explosion happens. A rush of hot air just blows across you. You, uh, like Taylor said, like you're not injured by it, but it is also not very pleasant. Uh, And you hear the creaking of the metal as so much of the rest of the tunnels that you're in separates from the underside of Bryant Park and starts to sag even further and in even more directions. And you're in maybe the only part of this half of these underground tunnels uh, that is still attached. Just to remind you, right, you're holding onto this retractable ladder. Directly above is a locked metal hatch into uh, what I think you would know as a pizza restaurant. And so that is your way back to the above ground if you want to go there. Below you, however, TK continues his descent enveloped by a sea cucumber and behind just barely another knight errant guard. Uh, Taylor, what's that guy thinking? We haven't heard from him in a sec. Is he which one? the guy who's currently plummeting? He's plummeting. Okay, he's thinking, uh-oh. But you don't get to see inside his head. All right, sure, great. <laughs> he's a mysterious monolithic tall bad guy in <laughs> faceless body armor. Okay, great. When Lash puts her arm around Viv, it's the first time she's, besides that little drip of blood, she immediately notices how damp Viv is in her own blood, kind of making the realization she knew she was shot, but just how shot she was, and is going to start making her way very quickly towards that door. Viv does not like letting this happen. She likes to be independent. She likes to keep her distance from everybody on the boat. But in this moment, she's so vulnerable. She rests her head on Lash's chest and says, can can we leave now? Lash doesn't respond. She is just, she is in like go mode. TK, you can't see much from inside the sea cucumber, but you hear uh, just horrible crunching sound as the knight errant guard that is ahead of you hits the surface of raised New York. There's a splash and then there's just like, oh, it sounds like someone's stepping on a lobster. It's just terrible. You don't know whether or not that sound is armor or bones, but it doesn't sound good. You then also hit the surface and it hurts. You are surrounded by a materialized 
uh, goopy, soft, uh, spectral sea cucumber, but you still fell 14 stories into uh, low tide around the rubble of a destroyed city, and you take eight stun damage because you're effectively in a giant airbag, so you don't take any physical damage. <laughs> Is TK all right? <laughs> Well, he's one away from filling his stun damage track. His wound modifier is now four, so no. But he's not dead. Yeah, I mean, I think TK hits the ground. He doesn't really know what happened. I think the cucumber explodes. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's sitting there. He's lying there looking up, wondering where the sky went. And all he can see is, you know, sort of the, the flickering around him. As you come to, TK, you realize you cannot hear a sound. There is no sound. You can kind of hear like when you touch something, but you don't hear any ambient sound and you can't breathe. Your lungs are working. You can feel your chest moving in and out, but there is no air around you. You look over five feet away. There is what is left of the night errant peace agent. Half of the armor has shattered off his body. The bone in his elbow is sticking out of his arm at a right angle. Face is almost unrecognizable. Looks like one of the ocular parts of the skull has been sort of crushed in. But he is staggering on his his one arm and his legs towards you but not focused on you. You can see that his, his mouth is gasping for air and he's trying to grab at something on the ground. It's a slippery something and he's covered in blood and the slime from the cucumber and the salt water and the mud and he can't get a grip on this thing and he's desperately going for it, but he can't get a grip on it and he knocks it toward you. Not on purpose, but just like a bar of soap out of his hands, it just slips and you can see at your feet it is a respirator. It is a oxygen tank the size of a CO2 cartridge or a nitrous oxide cartridge that would go in a homemade whipped cream can. Uh, This is made for people who are like scuba diving but are secret in the army maybe you know what I mean like uh, this is like a tiny 10 minute oxygen supply and he is desperately trying to grab it out of the muck and the mud. TK staggers to his feet he's covered in goo that's burning off of him and he's hissing with steam and in the light of his flames he sees the respirator at his feet he picks it up puts it in his mouth and then he walks over to the guard yeah you can breathe now like there is shallow breaths of oxygen are being delivered he walks over to the guard uh flips him over and starts rifling through his tactical utility belt see what else is in there Wow, so much. So the first thing you find is another one of those magic rods that they broke to create the uh, shield. Only this one is blue colored with red X's drawn on it in a Sharpie. You also find two more magic rods that have spilled out of the crushed pocket where they kept their little magical backup devices. One of them says lights out. One of them says beacon. The smoky pearlescent one says beacon and the black one says lights out. And the one that you see crushed that clearly was done in accident, it has the word sup on one half and S on the other. You find what is left of his modular gun. The gun has been smashed in the fall, but some of the modules are tinkling around. If you want to grab them, I'll tell you what you grab. You find 
the electromagnetic handcuffs that were not destroyed, that have not been deployed yet. There's two of those on the, the back of his like armor. You find two white ceramic combat knives in his boots, and you find a can of grease, which is tactical slippery goo, uh, and you find one remaining stink bomb. There used to be two, but he threw one down the hole when he first started chasing you. TK takes the beacon and the knives, kneels down and looks at the guy. He's gasping for breath. His eyes are beginning to bulge out of his head. His skin is turning purple. And he takes one of the knives and slits his throat and then cracks the beacon. The space fills with hot pink fog. It is still silent to you. You can hear your own steps, sort of, and you can hear the hissing of your tiny respirator. I think actually, given what has happened, the beacon... The fog would actually probably weirdly remain suspended in a way. Like, you, if you break it's it... It's not... Well, the grav... I mean, gravity I guess still gravity there. still exists. Yeah, that's okay. I take it back. I take it back. It wouldn't go up, though. It wouldn't so go it up, So it was yeah. just sort of... Just like very slowly it expands. Like a bubble of fog around you. Viv and Lash, if you look down uh, the original hallway that TK fell down, uh, you see, you like maybe hear the splash, you hear some commotion of some kind, and then yeah, you start to see probably just barely, just just creeping through uh, the viewport of this dangling hallway, a small bit of bright pink smoke uh, that just is barely lit in the weird blue glow of the underground. Up top, Lux. Roll a d4. Three. Three other vans are doing donuts in Bryant Park <laughs> and the, sur exactly. the surrounding area, basically causing like general mayhem, like joyride level, uh, like burning rubber. Yeah. Welcome to Hangar 90. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You guys never played? You guys what? ever played Twisted Metal? Oh. <laughs> You see a bunch of the Knight Errant peace agents try to, like, do various things. Uh, a bunch of them are trying to get on to the hey, uh, on. vans as they spin around. They maybe are, like, holding on to the side and trying to inch their way towards the entrances, the doors. Um, some of them are trying to send some of the scuttlebugs to rope up the windshields to block them off. But the scuttlebugs don't really know how to deal with glass. Uh, some of them are cycling through the UI on their guns to try to see if they have any, like, uh, anti-vehicle, like, something or other. You know, maybe they have, like, caltrips or something. Didn't see the um, deck. They didn't see the deck. I'm sorry, Mike. None of this is going to work. Yeah, and it's the UI is very hard to use. They just did the update, and they have Summer Fridays. <laughs> Um, and so I think, you know, they're trying to menace some of these vans, but as of right now, uh, all of them are kind of like rolling around causing trouble. And occasionally, yeah, like, uh, you know, uh, the group of people is growing. I'm going to add to it. Yeah, you now have about another like 10 or 15 people. So your crew is now uh, 50 or so people who are uh, starting to work together to try to take over the knight errant equipment. Uh, what does Lux want to do next? Um, Lux yells into his microphone, keep taking the vans. And he starts driving as fast as he can towards the uh, <laughs> helicopter. Okay, yeah, you careen through uh, Bryant Park, being very careful not to uh, hit any friendlies, and you make it to uh, underneath the helicopter very quickly. 
the helicopter is full of demonstrators and they have done the same thing that they did in the vans. They have started to free and revive and tend to a bunch of the people who were trapped in there. There are a bunch of the guys that you had short interactions with basically being like bullied into a corner by a bunch of demonstrators. There's like a, a row of people around them keeping them from going anywhere. And you, you know, I think recognize the guy with the red stars that you spoke to a few minutes ago who, you know, was wondering like what you were doing with your friend who had been webbed up and what happened there. Like you sort of like you recognize some of these guys who have been uh, pushed to the side. Yes. Uh, Lux calls into his microphone into the helicopter. All right, let's get out of here. And um, he uh, directs the people to get into his van slash bus. Yeah, they start to uh, put as many people as they can into the bus and they uh, like all load in. I think you get, you know, most of the people who are in there in what is now your white bulbous van. Yes, and uh, Lux uh, looks over to see how things are going with the other vans. Do they look like they need any help, Mike? You look at the vans that are out there and the people who are trying to break into them and the people who are trying to free the people on them, and I don't think that you see anything that immediately suggests to you that your attention is directly needed. I think you see a bunch of people scuffling and you see a lot of conflict and you see melees happening, but I think that you trust that uh, people now feel directed and that people now feel uh, like the tides have turned. Like, I think you can perceive that. There are far fewer people now not doing anything than there were half an hour, even 20 minutes ago. People are getting up and they're starting to fight back. And I think they're starting to realize that there is something to support them in that effort, seeing all of these uh, vans being taken over. Um, I think that you definitely see Knight Errant continually trying to regroup, but like they have been put on the back foot. There's a lot of them, but like I said, there is definitely more of you. Yes. So Lux turns around to everyone as he's driving and he says, all right, let's go get some more vans. And he drives towards the other vans to let these people out to start doing uh, more mayhem. Underground, Flash, Viv, still hanging on. I mean, it's been, it's maybe only been about 20 minutes. It's a scary place to be for it's 20 minutes. It's a scary minutes. place to be, and that's a long time to be hanging. You don't know what happened to TK, but, you know, maybe no news is good news. You do know what happened to the other night errant guard. You do know what is currently happening to the structure that you are hanging in. What do you want to do? So Lash continues up the ladder until she reaches that locked pizza door. What What is the door? Is it a metal door? What is it? It's a metal door inside a metal frame, and uh, you can see there's a, a locking mechanism that's on it. Lock, just a locking mechanism, not like a lock or anything like that? Uh, no, it's um, it's something that you would open uh, usually from the other side with your like uh, employee key card. Uh, or if you know the code, you push the buttons in and it unlocks. Oh, so it's so it's on. It's not a physical lock. I mean, it is a physical lock, but like everything else, it is definitely connected to the matrix. It's connected to the matrix. Great. Lash, as she's moving up the ladder, she casts editor on this lock. What do you want to edit? She wants to edit the file that says locked to unlocked. Sure, I love that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Viv is praying. I trust mother. Mother trusts me. My trust mother. Mother trusts me. How many hits you get? I got three hits. Ty goes to the Shadowrunner. Nice. So Lash is exhausted as, you know, not even just like physically exhausted because she hasn't done that much movement, but a lot has happened in the past 
hour. Your whole ho- your whole body has been tense for you know forty five minutes. Exactly. She's seen Viv get shot. TK fall to the abyss. Lux is unprotected. So exhaustedly, she just kind of looks at that lock and kind of just shoots whatever energy she has left towards that file to switch it to an unlocked file. Yeah, I mean, in the back of your mind, you can like just barely see it through the ether of the matrix, uh, you know, sort of grokking the essence in the way that you do. And you can just find this one log file, this very low security Seder Krupp lock that they've installed in all of these things. And all it does is it takes its state from a plain text file. And that plain text file either just says locked or unlocked. And you find it and it just says locked. And you just change it to unlocked. And, uh, the door opens, but it opens down, uh, so it actually it does swing, and it like hits Viv in the head a little bit as it swings down. Oh, so there's a little oh. dong. Oh, sorry, Viv. But it's open, and you hear immediately what sounds like a man shouting, "Boy, howdy!" through a megaphone. <laughs> and Lash immediately recognizes it as Lux's voice, and she can't believe it. <laughs> Do you climb up the ladder? Yes, Lash climbs the ladder. You climb up the ladder with Viv, and uh, yeah, you are now inside a pizza kiosk. There are a bunch of pizza boxes. There are a lot of, like, uh, soy ingredients of various kinds. They're all in uh, these clear uh, refrigerated containers. There is a big menu behind you that lists all of the ingredients uh, that you can put on the pizza that you order that is made or was made in the facility below. Uh, and there is just a basically like a large safety glass uh, security wall between the counter where you order and the outside. And when you get up and you like uh, rise in uh, you I think without like sort of even realizing it you step on the opening uh, lever there's like a foot pedal for raising and lowering the security system and it starts to slide down and that big safety glass barrier starts to slide down and as it slides further and further down you hear more and more clearly with more fidelity uh, a larger number of frequencies it's definitely a man shouting boy howdy and it's definitely Lux and you see a white bulbous van doing donuts in Bryant Park right in front of this kiosk between you and the one remaining helicopter uh, that now you can see doesn't seem to have anyone on it so Lash sees a a bag of uh, soy cheese grabs it, hands it to Viv, and says, maybe this will help, <laughs> and sh- starts crawling on the counter to get out of the safety glass opening. She's holding a log of fake soy cheese like a baby and saying, how is this going to help me? And lashes army crawling over the counter with Viv uh, across her shoulders. Lux, in the midst of you uh, doing donuts, you have just left the side of the one remaining helicopter to go and get control of additional vans, and you see Lash and Viv emerging very battered, not looking well, from a kiosk that has a big sign on top, and the big sign says, Zaspot. Uh, Lux sees them, he pulls up, he puts his, his megaphone down and goes, what the hell did you do for this cheese? And where's TK? Oh <laughs> Classic catchphrase. <laughs> Everyone's going to be saying that. What the hell did you do for this cheese? This cheese. So the van's right there? Yes. Lash puts Viv in the passenger seat as she swings herself into the bus door. You don't want to know. 
what have you been doing up here? I think we're winning. And then for the third time, you hear the squeal of great metal girders being torn apart. And you see the Zaspot kiosk get sucked into the superstructure as the entire catwalk that you were on earlier finally breaks free of the bottom of the superstructure and itself falls. Uh Tidal flats below. TK, you are underground in raised Manhattan. A few minutes have passed, and as those minutes have passed, the smoke starts to actually plume and balloon and get bigger and bigger in the air in front of you. And you start to be able to hear things again. You start to be able to hear the hiss of the beacon. Uh, You start to be able to hear the lapping of water. You start to be able to hear the distant sounds of whatever is happening up on Bryant Park. And if you take the respirator away from your mouth, you realize that you can breathe. Something happened, and that something, that effect, has worn off. Just as you see the underground hallways attached to the top of the superstructure, 14 stories up, start the same plummet that you just completed. And you watch it. We did the math before the episode for three full seconds. Fall from the top of the superstructure to the bottom. This bent rusted, shit and blood covered, exploded blown up, charred knot of infrastructure falls through the sky and lands with a giant crash, a big splash 10, 12 feet away from where you are Okay, he sends a message to that woman who he used to be in love with many years ago he sends a message that just says thinking of you are now leaving Fun City. Thanks for listening. Friends, do you want to advertise on Fun City? Get in touch. Send an email, send a direct message, go the roundabout route and advertise to us about it on another podcast. Rates are reasonable, ad reads are bananas, engagement is super high. Listeners, don't make liars out of us. Please keep clicking those links. And hey, we're just a blast to work with. Drop us a line, pay us to talk about your doodads, your thingamabobs, your who's a what's-its, and I assume your mattress companies. If you don't want us to talk about your small business, no sweat for the low, low price of a single thingamabob a month. You can become a Fun City patron and get access to our bi-weekly chat show, fun chatty side games and bonus content, patrons-only Discord, and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing that you're helping us make important, life-changing content where the heroes beat the shit out of cops. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat. Hi, I'm Bijan Steven, and you can find me online at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitter and Twitch. On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes. I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Vivian Lakewood, and you can find me online at Randwitches. Hey, this is Nick Gersio. I play Lux Scythe, and you can find me online at N Gersio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O, on Instagram, and at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter. I'm Shannon O'Dell. I play Lash Goodbog, and you can find me on social media at Shodell, at S-H-O-D-E-L-L. 
I am Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad guys, I think. Is that how it works? It's not clear. You can follow me online at taylor.biz. And my name is Mike Rignetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at... Mike Rignetta. You can find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fun City Ventures. This episode of Fun City was recorded in Brooklyn, New York, and Los Angeles, California. It was edited by Sam Grant and produced and sound designed by me, Mike Rignetta. Pixel Riffs would simply not descend to the briny depths. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall, with tracks by Borrow Bound. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, and Kit Pulliam. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton. <laughs>